Praise God. Are you blessed? All right. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Psalm 89. Today is our anointing service. I hope you came with your bottles of anointing oil. Amen. This is anointing service. I don't want you bringing me bottles of oil in the office uh, individually. Today we are going to bless those anointing oil. And then you will have the oil with you for the rest of the year. Anoint when you leave home now, leave here today, anoint your home. Anoint your home, anoint your car, anoint your, when you get to the office, anoint your office desk. Anoint, I'm telling you, church, the word is wicked. The word is what? Wicked. Unless you are able to discern and understand the ways of God, you will fall into the traps that the word is setting for us today. Glory to God. Psalm 89, and we are going to read from verse, well, maybe let me, let me start from Psalm 92 verse 10. Psalms 92 and verse 10. Give me 92 and verse 10. The Bible says, But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn. And what happens? I shall. Somebody say, I shall. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My horn you will exalt. My horn you will exalt. The word horn is authority. Is what? Authority. Horn represents authority. And that's why, church, as a child of God, you must understand the areas God has given you authority. We are not good at everything. Okay, okay. Can I hear an amen? I say we are not good at everything. There are some things that you are anointed to do. And that, that is the area that this anointing today will target. And so church of God is important as a child of God understand when you get born again that the Holy Spirit comes inside of you so there is the anointing within and there is the anointing upon somebody say amen to that there is the anointing within and the anointing upon the Bible calls the anointing within the unction of the Holy One in 1st John chapter 2 and verse 27 give it to us on the screen quickly 1st John 2 27 Quickly, 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 quickly. Help me. He says, and the anointing which you have received of him abided where? Where does it abide? In you. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you received the anointing within. And that anointing within, the Bible tells us, you need not that any man teach you. He said, but the same anointing does what? What does the anointing do? It teaches you how many things? It teaches you all things and it's truth and it's no lie. And even as it had taught you, you shall abide in him. So what that anointing does is that it teaches you. That's why when you take your Bible to read, you, you trust God for that unction from the Holy One to give you understanding of the scriptures. How many of you know the Holy Ghost wrote the Bible? The Bible says no scripture is of any private interpretation. For holy men spake or wrote it as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. 
So the scripture is not written by men. It was gathered by the Holy Spirit. For my mouth, Isaiah said, has spoken it, and my spirit, it had gathered it. Jeremiah, sorry. So the scripture tells us that the Holy Ghost put the Bible together. So that anointing within is what helps you to understand scriptures. It is that anointing within that will tell you you are in error. That you are, because there are many spirits in these days. I see a lot of people saying that they are doing some things for God, but they are in the spirit of error. I mean, any man of God that can get people to eat grass is in error. Okay, let me talk to you. Maybe those people here ate some. If you, if you see any man of God that tells you to drink petrol, he's in what? In error. He's in error. He's in error. Any man of God taking iPad to snap a child in the air is where? In error. All kinds of gimmicks are going on today. Church, you, don't, you, you have the unction of the Holy One and He will teach you all things. Wherever you go, anytime you are going for an interview, pray in the Holy Ghost. Let Him tell you what to do. Students, if I were you, you are writing an exam, pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will tell you where to read and you will not read everywhere. You just know the exam papers. You know the questions and you will just study the answers because you have an unction from the Holy One. And that unction's assignment is to teach you all things. How many things? All things. So you have the anointing within. But then you have the anointing upon which is for your assignment. The anointing upon is for your assignment. So this anointing service is not for within. It is for upon. So that you can do exploits this year. Oh man, no amen. I say so that you can have serious acceleration in your business this year. How many of you remember the theme of this year? The accelerated move of God. There is going to be such an acceleration in your life that your head will spin. I say your head will be swimming in, in all manner of joy. Can I hear an amen? Alright, so we are going to deal with the anointing upon. And that anointing is an auction that comes upon you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost and what else? And power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. How many that were oppressed? So the anointing that came upon him, the anointing of the Holy Ghost that came upon him made him go about doing good. Somebody say he did good. That means anywhere anybody met with Jesus, he did good to the person. May that anointing come on you this morning. I'm talking the anointing to do good. That means everywhere you go, when you get to work tomorrow, anybody that is in a bad shape, you fix it. Uh, let me talk to these people here. They look serious. Anybody that has nothing that, that, that you have, you make sure that you fix it. Because the anointing is for you to do good. He says he did good and went about healing. Somebody say healing. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. This morning, as you are anointed, some of you sicknesses will fly out of your body. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Say amen like you are serious. If there is anyone here believing for healing, declare it loud. I am healed. Say it one more time. I am healed. Amen. So that is the anointing that is upon. Give me the book of Psalm 89 and verse 20. Give me this maybe in the 
message or new living translation whichever one you can afford to give me all right the bible says i have found david or my servant david who did i find my servant david you know david was a man that truly understood the anointing if you read the book of psalms it talks about a whole lot about the anointing i know when when the apostles came in the new testament they, they taught us quite a lot about the anointing because when Jesus was here, the only time he made mention of the anointing, particularly as regards to that was upon him when he read the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 61, where, how God anointed uh, uh, um, him with the Holy Spirit. You know, how the Lord anointed me with the Holy Spirit or with this, how God has anointed him with the Holy Spirit that he went about healing all that were oppressed and delivering the meek and de delivering those who are brokenhearted and, and setting at liberty the captives of the wicked. So that, that is the, the, when he read it in the, in the temple. And the Bible says he looked at them, all eyes were fastened on him, and he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your eyes. And he spoke about that. And then we also have a situation in the, in the, in the Old Testament when Jesus gave his disciples oil to go and pray for the sick. To go and pray for deliverance. We know in James chapter 5 and verse 13, the Bible says, Is any afflicted among you, let him pray. Is any uh, merry, let him sing psalms. But if any of you is sick, let them go to the elders of the church and let them anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if they have committed any sin, it shall not, uh, it shall be healed. Amen. If they have committed any sin, it shall be forgiven them. Amen. So church, we are dealing with the anointing that is upon today. The anointing that is upon. So he says, I have found David my servant. And with my holy oil have I anointed him. David was, was one that could pick up that, you know, God anoints with oil. He picked up a revelation that God could anoint with oil. That God found him and anointed him with a holy oil. Because the Bible says in 1 Samuel 10, that, 1 Samuel 16, that Samuel anointed David in the midst of his brethren with oil. And the spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day forward. I know I'm jumping too many scriptures. But, you know, when you are so loaded with scriptures, that's how you flow. Amen. You just keep flowing. Amen. Hallelujah. So I found David, my servant, and I've anointed him with my holy oil. Next verse. Next verse. Now look at what this holy oil has done in his life. I will steady him with my hand. May God steady you today. Oh, every instability in your life is over. God is going to stabilize your destiny. You know, God is a God of balance. Say amen. That's why the Bible says that a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. You must live a balanced life. There is a reason why God gave you two eyes. It's for balance. Hello. <laughs> when I said that, now I remembered an incident that happened with my late wife. Uh, when she lost uh, our first baby then with etopi is it atopic pregnancy. So... I mean, she was just saying pain, pain, pain. We went to the hospital. We got there, rolled her into theater, and it took seven hours. I'm like, what is going on? Is this woman alive or something? So, and the doctor walked to me in very stern face and stern look. I say, is she okay? He says, yes, he's okay. I says, look, she was pregnant for about, I don't know, eight weeks. 
and the baby was growing in the in the where does baby grow? in the tube right yeah suppose instead of the womb the baby was growing in the tube and so they had to cut that tube but they couldn't save the baby they had to remove the baby and the tube okay so she only now had one tube so i asked a question will she be able to give birth to any child again the doctor said to me close one eye he said can you see i will never forget that illustration as i said it now that close one eye just as i said there is a reason why god gave you two eyes i just remember that thing i closed one of my eye he asked me a question can you see i said yes he said but that's how it is it's a 50 50 thing so there is a reason why god gave you two eyes there is a reason you have two ears do you know that because of your two, two ears, you can balance well? There, there, there are some people, I know of a lady that could not stand properly because one ear was affected. Anytime she stood, the ground will start having imbalance and she will lean towards one side. And they have to keep catching her. Because that's why God gave you two ears, two nostrils. It's for balance. Somebody say amen. God is a God of balance. There is Old Testament, there is New Testament. Say two eyes, say two ears, say two nostrils. There is a reason. It is for balance. So David said that because of the anointing that was placed upon me, he said, I will steady him with my hand. With my powerful arm will I make him strong. God will make you stronger than your enemies this year. He said he will make him strong with his arm because of the anointing oil that came upon him. He will make him strong. Church, how we need strength today to deal with the forces of darkness. They are strengthening themselves in every way they can. Every time they can, they have the opportunity to kill, to strengthen themselves. They do it, church. The reason why we have many deaths in South Africa is not because God wanted them to die. Many people that die is demon worship that led to their death. Okay, let me talk to this side. Altars that require blood. Do you know that Satan can wake up in January 1st and say we need a thousand people to die in January? Or we need 10,000 people to die in January worldwide for the kind of blood they need to renew their power. May you not be among them. So church, they can give such numbers. Now what do they do? They assign the demon of death. And you find, I mean, COVID came, you can see that this was an angel of death from hell. That came to take lives. Swallowed so many lives. What do you think that was? So many demonic altars were strengthened. So many. So many altars were strengthened. And the reason was because they wanted blood. They wanted blood. And that's what they do. So there are times when these, these uh, uh, witches and wizards, they go out on a mission to get blood the blood of people and they cause accidents on the roads you know i remember one guy was telling his story how he was driving this is my friend i mean i'm not true story how he was driving and he's a man of god he was driving in fact his church is in kempton park so we were having dinner one day me and him in Senton, and he told me a story that happened to him he said he left church as he was driving on the freeway in the middle of the road he, he saw an elderly woman old woman with gray hair just in the middle of the freeway and as he tried to avoid that woman he ran into the the concrete between the what do you call them that device the freeway and that's how his car rolled over he said he would have lost his life 
Now, that woman was an agent of death. And you know, when he was telling people that he saw somebody in the middle of the road, they were like, how do you, cars have been driving here. How do you see a human being in the middle of the freeway? It was an angel of death sent to kill him. But you shall not be killed this year. As you are anointed today, the hand of the Lord will preserve you and your family. So that's why you need this anointing, especially even for exemption. Somebody say for exemption. That when they have planned death, they have planned all kinds of killings in this year. They have planned how many people will die by bullet, by accident, by fire, by whatever means. That you are not part of those people that will die this year. That when this anointing comes on you today, it will preserve your life, preserve your children, preserve your family. Can somebody say amen that I believe? He says, I will make him my, my powerful arm will make him strong. Next verse. Next verse. Keep going, sir. His enemies will not defeat him. Oh, anybody receive that prophecy? Your enemies will not defeat you. I say sickness will not defeat you. Cancer will not defeat you. HIV will not defeat you. High blood pressure will not defeat you. Lack will not defeat you. Depression will not defeat you. Is anybody receiving this prophecy? It says his enemy shall not defeat him. And oh man, how we have enemies today. Hmm. Oh, the world is wicked. Church, the world is wicked. You will be surprised how many people that don't want you alive. <laughs> you, are, uh, you are living, minding your own business, serving the Lord, but they don't want you alive. They hate your guts. That's why today, the moment God starts giving you success, get more serious with God. Many successful people, the moment little change come into their hand, you stop seeing them in church. And that's how their success just dwindles and fade away. And they go back to square one. Not knowing that the moment you start succeeding, the fact that you are succeeding in Christ, the devil knows that you are a testimony for others to see. So what will he do? He will send assassins in the spirit to assassinate your destiny. So you need to be fortified in the Lord. Many of you will become millionaires this year. I said many. I'm not talking one person. If you can have faith to receive that prophecy, it will come to pass. I said many of you will become millionaires this year. I'm telling you. So you need to be fortified. We need to make sure that you are preserved. He said the enemy will not defeat him. Many enemies. David was the one writing in 66 of Psalms. He says, have respect unto the covenant. For the dark places of the earth are filled with the habitations of cruelty. I'm telling you, the people are wicked. Wicked. How does somebody, we are having church here, walk into my office and tell me that if we don't close this church, they will bring their satanist group to dance by the gate and let them see who will, be, who will enter here alive. What did we do to you? We are just gathered here serving God. They say what we are doing is affecting them. It's affecting their occultic. You know now they can't fly. This area has become a no-fly zone for witches. Oh, okay. You don't believe me. I said this area has become a no-fly zone for witches. During my three days flight uh, uh, fasting and prayer, I went to anoint that place again. No more accident. This year, we've declared it accident-free for the rest of the year. 
It has become a no-fly zone. They know. They know me. They know. Which is no me. I know they know. <laughs> I stood up. I said, you. You were there. He was in the office with me. Not jokes. Imagine. You are on your own. No? Just This church is fenced around. We have war. That means we're not disturbing you. We're just having services. And you said to me, you will bring your satanist group. In my face, not in the vision. People are wicked, man. I tell you. And let me tell you, that guy didn't make that threat. It wasn't an empty threat. They know what they can do. So what did I do? I woke up in the morning, early hours of the morning, 2 a.m. or somewhere 1 a.m. I came here. Came with anointing oil. Lago, I went on that gate. I laid down there. Six hours. And I emptied a bottle of oil. I said, Father, anybody that dances at this gate is declared dead. That's it. <laughs> it's judgment. I release judgment immediately. And I'm telling you, when I declared that judgment, an angel with a naked sword came and stood there. Because I want, listen, you know, church, one of my son, Pastor Tunji, uh, who was a pastor here, his car broke down. Let me tell this story. Some of you have heard this story, but some of you who came to the church newly, his car broke down on a Sunday service. He couldn't go home with it. So on Monday morning, he now went to get a mechanic and the mechanic brought him with his car. So the mechanic was the one driving with his own mouth. He said to me, dad, when we got to the gate, as soon as we crossed that gate, the mechanic vibrated like an electricity voltage came on him. He vibrated. And he said to Tunji, something just left me. That the demons are leaving people by the gate. <laughs> and, and I mean, you are permanently here. You are always seated here. Every demon that followed you here must exit today. I said they must leave you today. Somebody shout an amen. We serve a living God. I say our God is alive. I said the God of House of Treasures Ministries is alive. The God of Apostle Felix is alive. Your God is alive. Hmm. Ah, it's going to be fire in this place very soon. Oh, Satan, I feel sorry for Satan. He says, and nor will the wicked overpower him. The wicked. They are trying their, by all means to overpower you. They want to overpower you in your marriage. They come on your marriage and you and your husband can't see eye to eye. That's a demon in operation. A man that loves you so much just leaves you and begins to go after Sibongile that is 18 years old. That's a demon that is happening. And you women stop running away. We have women who don't have strength. How do you allow Sibongile to take your husband? Put food away. Take anointed oil. Jamana kata. You take his underwear, anoint it with oil. When he goes out to Sibongile, break will fail. Nothing will be able to function. I, oh, Jesus. I know you married women, you will give me offering after the service. Glory to God. I'm telling you. Instead of divorcing him, get your husband back. Send fire to Sibongile. 
I'm telling you, tell when you are pronouncing, declare in the name of Jesus as Sibusiso goes to Sibongile. Lord, turn Sibusiso to a gorilla. When when Sibusiso see when Sibongile sees Sibusiso, he will look like a chimpanzee. I'm telling you. Church. Oh boy, I'm giving you secret code here. Amen. I wish you are ready for me today. Hallelujah. So he says that no wicked power or no, no, with, no, no with the wicked overpower him. They will not overpower you. They will not take what belongs to you. If you know how many things that are plotting against you right now, they will not overpower you. No, greater is he that's in you that's he that, than he that's in the world. The Bible lets us know in 1 John 5, 14, it says that we are born of God. Somebody say, I'm born of God. He said, whatsoever is born of God overcome it. Somebody say, I will overcome. Say it like you are serious, I will overcome. He says, shall overcome this world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith. We are world overcomers. There is no challenge that will overcome you. You will overcome them this year. After this anointing service, you will overcome every challenges. I say you will overcome challenges. Can your amen be louder than your neighbor? All right, keep going, keep going. I want to finish quickly so that we can, we can pray. Keep going, sir, keep going. Where is my scripture? Please don't take out my scripture. Whoever is doing the screen, just leave the scripture. Don't show me. You don't need me. Amen. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those that hate him. I will beat down his adversaries. Many of you have adversaries in the office. Wicked men and women who are just orchestrating your to, for the company to fire you. Church, don't take these things for granted. This anointing, I, I told you, take your anointing or go to the office and anoint your office. One day, I went to service my car. The media team has told me to reduce the name calling in one of the car dealerships of one of the vehicles I'm driving. So I got there, I met this Portuguese guy who uh, is a, my service advisor. And I, I greeted him, he received my car. So while I was sitting, he's asking me questions about what happened to the car, what faults are in the car. And I said to him, how's your wife and family? Which is my custom, it's something I ask, especially married people, how's your wife and family? He says, no, I'm divorced. I said, why? He says, you know, my wife works for one of the banks and she was desiring for a promotion. And she went to this, he called it a spiritualist. How many of you know that's a Sangoma? Mm -hmm. So she went and got something from the spiritualist and put it on her boss's chair. And the boss was fired the next week. And they promoted her to the position. Now, church... Uh, because I, some of you, when I tell you you have adversaries, you are thinking, Apostle, everybody loves me. You are lying. <laughs> you are so lying. It, Jesus said, if they hated me, they will hate you. They will hate you. Put something on her chair. They fired her and she assumed the position. So he eventually found out what the wife did. And he said, if you can get somebody fired, you can kill me. And he said, I don't want the marriage. That's how he came out of the marriage. And that's enough reason. Let nobody lead you to idol worship. 
Don't love a man to worship his idol. Don't love a woman to worship her idol. Say amen, somebody. I'm not going to worship your nonsense. Amen. One of my daughter, I gave, there was enough reason for me to tell her to divorce her husband. All over the ceiling in the roof were moody. The whole, I mean, one day something uh, got broken in the house and the husband was not around. So he called an electrician to fix it. Electrician got there, told her daughter, she's still, she's here in service. He said, electrician called her and said, please come and see. All over the ceiling, moody, pots, all kinds of things. And there you are praying, Jesus, help us, Jesus, help us. Meanwhile, in your ceiling, there is already a ceiling for your prayer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. May you not marry such a man or woman. That's why, please, before you marry, check, oh, check, check. All this I'm in love. In love, we not do it. Marriage is a long time affair. Marry a man that loves God. Marry a woman that loves God. Not somebody that will go and bring pots and put under your bed. And you have strange visitations. Strange visitations. All kinds of weird visitations. Somebody was telling me of how his pastor, this one I heard it from him direct. He said they were in church. It was just four of them. They were in church and a python was inside church. So when they saw it, they ran and go and call pastor from the office. There is a python inside church. He said, pastor came. He said, pastor, say, leave it. He just took a stick and touched it by the tail. He said, leave it, it will go. He said that day, I said, I'm not going to this church again. This man has a relationship with this python. Beloved, if I find a python here, I will remove my shirt. I will look for you. I, if it's physical fight, I will fight you. Python inside church. No, now, you know me. Remember there was an owl that was flying around this side here. Boy, did we go buy catapult, buy all kinds of instruments. When we shot it down, we took chooks, divided it into pieces so that it will never, if it's a human being, it will never return again. How did you find yourself inside our church building? Make sure we killed it and if it's a witch, that witch, wherever it is, let it die. Amen. Beloved, the word is wicked. The word is wicked. Next verse. It says, my faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him. And my authority, he will grow, he will grow in power. My authority. Church, how we need authority to grow in authority and power today. How we need to grow in authority. Because of the wickedness of the wicked that is increasing every day. The wicked is trying to grow in power by the sacrifices they are making. You also need to grow in power. I say you also need to grow in power. Your strength must increase. Amen, somebody. Your authority must increase. It's not every time you look for daddy to cast out devils. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So it's not, it's not uh, you know what, daddy is there to pray for me. There are days when, listen, when God increases you in authority, you don't need me in your house. No, you don't. You don't. I told you of one of my sons that something was moving in his house. He said he was seeing shadows. I said, go and buy anointing oil. I blew into it. I said, in the name of Jesus, this oil becomes the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Went, anointed the house, and that shadow vanished forever. Church, imagine if he had that authority. Years ago, my friend Erasmus is alive. He's been here several times. Years ago, 
I, Marianne, where is, is Marianne in church? Where is she? Marianne used to live with us before she got married. It was my house. She married and went to Arthur. Where is Marianne? She's not in church. So Marianne, I took the children to school. I had my gown. I was wearing my gown. I removed my gown. My two cell phones were in the pocket. Marianne took my, cell phone, my gown and put it in the washing machine. Hey! I came back. I said, where is my phone? She said she doesn't know. Where is the gown I was wearing? Oh, it's in the washing machine. As I got there, I saw my cell phone doing whirr, 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 whirr. I said, let me speak like Jesus. It is finished. <laughs> so, they were brought out the two cell phones and they refused to come on. And I called my friend Erasmus. That's our life today. I said to him, please give me two cell phones in your shop. Give me one cell phone. At least my main number. Let me put, uh, because I had a contract and I had a, a pay-as-you-go. So eventually when I closed the contract, I kept the, the pay-as-you-go. That's the one I have today. I don't use contract phone. I refuse to owe any man, amen, but love them. Amen, somebody. All right, so anyhow, Erasmus gave me a cell phone. In about an hour, Erasmus called me. He said, that phone you gave me, and now church, let me tell you. When I told Erasmus to give me a cell phone, he took the worst of all his talk and gave it to me. So, in one hour, he called me. He said, somebody wants that phone. Can I have it? I said, I'm in the office. Come and pick it up. So, he picked up the phone and he sold it. So, when he was coming, I said, when you come in, bring me another one. And he brought me another one. In another hour, he called me, somebody wants the phone. Then when it happened three times, he said to me, man of God, maybe take all the phone in my shop. Maybe they will buy all of them today. Now, church, imagine if Erasmus had the anointing on my head. I, something is coming on you today that will make everything in your shop sell out tomorrow. Can I hear an amen? This thing is anointing. It takes anointing. I'm telling you, with anointing, you can succeed. <laughs> anointing. People used to baffle how we sold properties in Kengo. I mean, Kengo properties, the business I used to run before I became a pastor. We were selling property like we were selling bottles of water. I'm telling you, it was a grace, an anointing that sat on me. That's why the God that put that same anointing decided to bring me to the pulpit to sell Jesus to the world. Because yeah. he knew that grace is on me. He knows. He was the one that put it there. I'm telling you, I will talk you out of demons that you are worshipping. Believe me. Believe me. I told you the story of how I went to Canada and there was this drug dealer that was in the church where the guy, no, the guy has been attending the church five years. How many years? five years. He was giving money. He was sowing seed. He was doing everything Christians do, but he was a drug dealer and refused to give his life to Christ. I went to preach in this conference in Canada. I finished preaching as like my custom is. I made an altar call. If you want to give your life to Christ. So people started coming out. And this guy was sitting in that second or third row. And when he came out, the whole church shouted. They screamed like, whoa, yeah! Like I say, ah, what is special about this man? So 
I, I prayed for them, led them to Christ, went into the green room as we were eating. I said to the man of God, why did people shout when that guy came out? These were his words. That guy is the biggest drug dealer in Montreal, Canada. And he's been in that church for years and never gave his life to Christ. But he took a boy from South Africa. Oh. I don't know what I preach that his pastor has not preached. But because he's a grace, he's an anointing. And that guy gave his life to Christ. Today he's saved, serving the Lord. So church, when I went back to Canada the next year, he was serving the Lord on fire. Say amen, church. So church, the anointing that will come on you today will make you a marketer of Jesus. I say it will make you a marketer of your business. I'm telling you, those of you in marketing, those of you that sells anything, whether you sell insurance, sell houses, sell, that anointing on me is coming on you today. Anything you are selling, by this week, you will, you will run out of stock. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ, you will run out of stock. So you better prepare yourself. Glory to God. It's an anointing. It's an, I know that's why, that's why you, it seems like I'm a magic. People are asking me, what tree do you have that gives you money? Because I know where my horn is. You must discover your horn. Don't do everything. Don't be a jack of all trades. Specialize in something you know God gave you grace for. Amen. Specialize. Yes, you may do other things. Yeah, like uh, the, uh, Pastor Benji said yesterday, you may have multiple streams of income, but know where you specialize. What grace is given to you in what you are doing. And do it. You may be working for a company, but there is a grace to make her. You just have a desire to make her or to do nails. It's a grace. You didn't even go to school for nails, and yet you are, you, you, when you finish people's nails, it's amazing. There is a grace for it. As you are working your job that pays you eight to five, find a shop somewhere, start it, and get people employed and train them. Because that's where your anointing is going to grow. Am I talking to believers? Don't get stuck with salary all your life. I know salary is good, but church, you need the anointing, especially the area where your horn is. Because it says, my horn shall God exalt and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. God exalts the horn of where the anointing is most solid and powerful in your life. That's what he does. That's what he does. So you must locate your area. Locate it. Locate your area. Say amen. Praise the Lord. Let's keep going. I will, he said, I will extend his rule over the sea and his dominion over the waters. I will extend his rule over the sea and over the waters. I don't want to get into that. Many of the minerals today are, are, are mined from where? From the sea. Many of the minerals today are mined from the sea. And he says, I will, I will make sure that he rules over the sea and over the rivers. Next verse. He says, he will call out to me, you are my father and my God and the rock of my salvation. Next verse. And I will make him my firstborn. Look at God. God says, listen, by the anointing oil that is coming on your head today, my relationship with you will increase. That is, there will be a deeper relationship with Jesus. After this anointing today, something will be driving you to pray. I said that anointing will be driving you to read your Bible. 
the anointing will be driving you for a relationship with Christ. Say amen like you are serious. He said, then the mightiest king on earth, I will make him the mightiest king on earth. You shall be made a king today. You see, anointing oil is for enthronement. Every time they wanted to enthrone kings, they anointed them with oil. Give me First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1. David wanted, sorry, Samuel wanted to anoint Saul, the king of Israel. Look at what the Bible says. Psalm, the book of First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1. Quickly. Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil. What kind of oil? What oil did you bring today? All right. Okay, so you, you sure you are in the will of God. All right. If you brought palm oil or any other oil, God help you. Amen. Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil, poured it on Saul's head, and he kissed him and said, I am doing this because the Lord has appointed you. Ruler. Somebody said, I shall be a ruler this year. As you are anointed today, you become a ruler. I say you will no longer be ruled, you will become a ruler. In the name of Jesus. He said, the Lord has appointed you ruler over Israel and his special possessions. God will make you rule his possessions. I'm telling you. Anointing. The anointing. The anointing. Look at 16 verse, verse 13. Same first Samuel. 16 and verse 13. Quickly, quickly, help me. Help me, sir. Help me, help me, help me. The Bible says, so David stood among his brethren and Samuel took a flask of what? This is, I mean, are, you, are you reading with me? Samuel took a flask of olive oil and he had brought, uh, he had brought and anointed David with the oil. Read the last sentence. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day, and Samuel returned to Ramah. This, as the oil came on his head, a, another level of spiritual empowerment came. You shall be empowered spiritually today. I say you shall be empowered spiritually today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Church, it is for enthronement. For enthronement. Go back to our scripture, Psalms 89. Let me finish this thing. We are almost ready. Hallelujah. Are you ready for Jesus? Yeah. I said, are you ready for Jesus? Yeah. Glory be to God. He says, uh, and I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant will never end. With him will never end. Next verse. I will preserve an heir for him. That means God says that none of your visions will die. God will raise up people that will take over your vision. As you are anointed today, there is nothing you start that will die in your hands. You know one of the things plaguing Africa today is that Africans start many great things, but they, are no, they don't raise successors. Or many of their successors don't know what to do, so the thing doesn't do well. But in your case, with this anointing oil today, God will raise you a successor. He says, I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. Verse 30. Maybe we'll tie it up there. But his descendants, even if, he said, but if his descendants forsake my instructions and fail to obey my righteousness, the regulations, keep going. If they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commandment, look at God. Then I will punish them for their sins with the rod and with the disobedience, the, and their disobedience with beating. Next verse. Next verse. 
but I will never, somebody say, I will never. I will never stop loving him, nor fail to keep my promise to him. That means he said, listen, you have children who have forsaken Jesus. They don't want to serve God. God said, because of the covenant, the oil that is coming on you today, I will not allow your children to be non-entities forever. I will correct them. I will shire them and correct them and bring them to alignment. Say amen. Your children are coming back to alignment. Every rebellious child here, your days of rebellion are over. You are coming into alignment with your parents. Say amen. All right. And as we tie up this thing, the anointing is going to also be for your deliverance. Your deliverance. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. Isaiah 10 and verse 27. Give it to us. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. It shall come to pass that the, this his burden, talking about the burden of the wicked, he said, it shall be taken away from off thy shoulders and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed. Because of what? Because of the anointing. There are many of you carrying yokes on your neck. Carrying yokes. All kinds of yokes. Yokes of pain. Your body cannot go a day without pain. That's a yoke. Say amen somebody. And that yoke is going to break today. I say that yoke is going to break today. Carrying yokes. Yokes of affliction. Yokes of trouble. Some of you in your lineage... All of you are ladies or five ladies in your family. None is married. That's not coincidental. The ones that got married, got divorced. That's not coincidental. You are a man here. You have tried everything to succeed. And, and you have this thing called near success syndrome. Every time you get to the door, as it's about to open for you, something happens. How many of you have experienced that? Because that's part of the things this anointing we deal with today. Near success syndrome near success syndrome so there are all kinds of yokes it says it shall be dealt with by reason of the anointing by reason of the anointing say amen, amen. and lastly the anointing is for your exemption it's for your exemption that the evil that is coming on this world will never come near you exodus chapter 9 and verse 6 exodus chapter 9 and verse 6 in fact give me start from exodus 8.22. Let's start from 8.22. Exodus 8.22. I didn't write that on my note, but let me, let me read something in Exodus. I will severe in that day in the land. Oh, give me this in any other version. Give me this in any other version. Hallelujah. Give me any other version, please, sir. Hurry up. It says, and by this time, I will spare the region of Goshen. God will spare your region. I say, God will spare your house. In the, one of our daughters here in this church, who stays in Ennardale, we were in service, and there was fire that broke out. You remember that time? That fire broke out in Ennardale. And she was saying that when she got home, that the fire ate up many houses around her, but the fire ended by her fence. <laughs> ah, there shall be no more breaking in and breaking out in your house. No tortoise, no robber, no housebreaker will be able to see your home. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
He said, I will spare the region of Goshen. Where my people live, no flies will be found there. If no demon will be found around your house. Then you will know that I am the Lord and I am present even in the heart of your land. I'm present. I will severe. I will separate. I will build a fence around you. Didn't you hear what Satan said to Job? Does Job fear you for nothing? He said, not because you have built an edge around him. Satan can't just touch you. There is a wall of fire around you. Huh. Look at the next verse. Next verse, quickly, sir. Give me verse 23. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He said, I will make a clear distinction between my people and the people of the world. This time, God was talking to Moses about the children of Israel and the Egyptians. And how many of you know Israel represents covenant? Who we are? We are spiritual Jews. Say amen. And Egypt represents the world. Not the Egypt, the country today, but the Egypt of then was a system that represents the world. So he says, I will make a clear distinction between my people and your people. Then this miraculous sign will happen tomorrow. It will happen tomorrow. Everything you have declared over you will start happening from today. I said it will start happening from today. I'm telling you, somebody here will get a phone call after the service on this Sunday that will change everything about your life. I'm telling you, it's just unfortunate. I don't have time to read all the testimonies that are pouring in. Testimonies, testimonies, great testimonies. Give me chapter 9 and verse, verses 6. 9 and verse 6. If you believe the word of church in this house, we don't preach opinion, we preach the word of God. Anytime you come here, we will open the Bible, not newspapers. We will open the Bible. He said, the Lord did just as he has said. The next morning, all the livestock of the Egyptians died. Everybody read the last sentence. But the Israelite did not lose if you don't rejoice over that, I don't know what we. Amen. That is whatever. Is. Now, livestock represents your business. That as businesses are closing down, your own will be rising. Let me talk to these people here. As businesses are shutting down, as the economy is going down, your own economy is going up. He said, you shall say, when there is a casting down, there is a lifting up for me. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. When the world is going down, I am going up. So when there is a casting down, there shall be a lifting up for you. My goodness. Give me verse 16. Look at verse 16 of the same scripture. 26, sorry. 26. Verse 26. And I'm about to close. Verse 26, help me, help me, help me. Verse 26, same Exodus. The only place without hail was where? The region of Goshen, where the people of God lived. The only place where there is no trouble is around your house. I said the only place where there, is, there are no sicknesses is in your house. The only place that is not broke is your family. Can I hear a name and somebody? I'm telling you. But look at what God said. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 15. As we 
begin to pray. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 15. Genesis 4 15. It's our last scripture. The Bible says, And the Lord replied, No, I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. And the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Who put the mark? Who put the mark? The Lord replied. Who replied? The Lord is replying the devil today. I said the Lord is replying that sickness today. Whatever has been put in your life to kill you, the Lord is replying that thing today. By the anointing oil that is coming on your head, the Lord will reply to that disease. In the name of Jesus, the Lord replied, No, I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone that will try to kill you. <laughs> Who do, oh boy. I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord now decided, I will place a mark upon your life. So that this year, when the angel of death is released, even if they bring COVID-28, COVID-31, even if they bring all the diseases in this world, there will be a mark on your head after this anointing that will exempt you from every trouble in the world. You shall not die this year. Say amen like you are serious. I say you shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. Open up your anointing oil. Ashayaha. If you didn't come with a bottle of anointing oil, just open, let, give, open it. Put a lid. If your neighbor doesn't have oil, put a little in their palm. If you just look at your neighbor, anyone that didn't come with oil, Put a little in their palm and then let them raise it up just like you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Lift it up before God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up this oil before you, before your presence. Holy Spirit, let your presence now go into these bottles. Let your presence come into this oil. The presence of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord comes into that oil now by the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And I declare that bottle in your hands now becomes the holy anointed oil. The holy anointed oil. The holy anointed oil. The holy anointed oil. Holy Ghost, let it move in. Now put that in your right palm. Put a little in your right palm and lift it up. Shanoma sokende, membrodi shake na lo fataye debusa, mendorobo shike brendon da giza bonde, 
Embronde Sufale Kania Kendo Sikalo Manteza. Holy Ghost. Let fire come on this oil. That as people are anointed, please help those under the anointing. Leaders, don't stand in one place, please. In the name of Jesus, as that oil comes on your head, the power, the power and the fire of God comes on you now. In the name of Jesus, I will count to three. And you place that oil on your head and begin to prophesy. One, two, three. Now, place it on your head. Shatakapalagada. Barosaketo. Embrakatayabarakata. Holy Ghost. Indodobokoshende breketosh. Radebasheteri arabados. Yadabarakataya. I prophesy concerning my life that this year, this oil is for enthronement, is for greatness in the name of Jesus. This oil is for my excelling in life. This oil is for my healing in the name of Jesus. This oil is for my greatness. This year, my enemies shall be subdued in the name of Jesus. They shall come against me in one way. They shall flee before me seven ways. Open your mouth and prophesy. Please help them. Help those under the anointed. Holy Ghost, move now. Holy Ghost, touch, 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 touch. Ushers, help them, help them, help them. Fire all over this. Please help, help them. Ushers, go to the middle, help them, please. Jesus power yes yes demons are crying out they are crying out every devil every demonic entity that is staying in your body I charge them now in the name of Jesus go get out now The fire is here. The fire is here. The fire is here. The fire is here. I'm going to speak to every sickness in the name of Jesus Christ. Anybody that is sick in their body has any form of affliction, sickness, high blood pressure, kidney disease, heart disease, lung disease, every organ in your body that is malfunctioning, every demonic spirit of infirmity i speak to you as a man that is in authority in christ i come against you now every spirit of infirmity lose your grip get out now i cast you out now in the name of jesus and right now as i stretch my hands towards you the healing power is flowing it's flowing, 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 it's flowing. Holy Ghost, at the count of three, power is coming on you now. One, two, three, there you go. Power of the Holy Ghost. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free now. Be free now. Be free now. Be free now. In the name of Jesus. 
please help that lady at the back. Help some, there's somebody at the help them, help them quickly. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Everyone that is appointed to death in this year, keep your hands on your forehead. Everyone here appointed to death. That means in the realm of the spirit, it has been programmed that you will die in 2023. I come by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I come in the name of Jesus. I come by the authority of Yeshua upon my life as an apostle. And I challenge that spirit of death. I come against that appointment. I cancel it now. I cancel it now. You shall not die but live. You shall not die but live. You shall not die but live. Maradabo yahendebeke zubradaya. Mandeko chalige breketo shaliada. Mambrendo shokrom bekete bradebo shikato. There is a family here. Anana mahashanda kayada. There is a family here. There is a spirit that is running in your family. It's a very strange spirit. That spirit has two assignments. It carries a certain sickness that runs in the whole family. Everybody has it. You know yourself. Everybody has that sickness, including you, who is a believer, has that sickness. And then the other thing that that sickness comes to do, it fights every relationship you get into. Every, any relationship that will bless you, that spirit will fight it. I just saw that spirit now. Lift up, put your hand on your forehead. Let me tell you, that spirit will cry out now. In the name of Jesus, I command you, demon. Now, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. I break your power over that family. Be broken. In the name of Jesus, I free that family now. I free that family now. Receive your freedom. Receive your freedom. Receive your freedom. Receive your freedom. That person I'm talking about, fire is descending on you now. An angel of the Lord is touching you and is setting the whole family free. There you go. 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 Touch. Holy Ghost. Jesus. Jesus. Spirit of God. Hmm. It's a new season. Mm, it's a new day. Fresh anointing coming my way. It's a season of power. Sing it softly. And prosperity. It's a new season. Lift up your hands and sing it. It's a new season. That's the song God just gave me. It's a new day. Declare it like you are serious. Fresh anointing. It's coming your way. It's coming my way. Season of power. Season of power. And prosperity. You are serious. Yeah. It's a new day. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. It's coming my 
in this place if you believe you have received a touch from heaven can you give Jesus a clap of in and a shout let him hear you from heaven let him hear you from heaven let him hear you from heaven let him hear you from heaven, you from heaven. celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords glory to God glory now next instruction Again, I repeat, as you go, some of you from the car park, anoint your car. When you get home, anoint your house. Anoint your home, anoint every room in your house. And then anoint your office tomorrow, your business. Some of you, take out your bank card, anoint your bank card. Whatever represents your finance, either a checkbook or bank card, anoint it. I am telling you, this year will be the best year of your life. You will see grace work for you. You will see great grace manifesting in your finances. If I be a man of God, I've been sent by God to you. And I'm declaring the counsel of God. The fact that you saw all the manifestations you saw today means that the power of God was here to locate every area of your life. Please help her. Pastor, somebody go lay hand on that person. Shayada Bahaya. Jesus. There's still deliverance is going on. Glory to God. You are free in the name of Jesus. I say you are free from every captivity in the name of Jesus. Every lawful captive by the power that raised Jesus from the dead, I release you now. You are free in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen. Are you blessed? Shout, I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am rich. I am healed. I am free. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. I love you all. Have a blessed afternoon.